0: All right, well, we can't use that because I start, started recording about 32 seconds ago. because I'm a Oh, professional. you're the worst. I know. I do have call recorder, but that's all right. Um, but anyway, uh, we need a new way to get started. So I will give that to you right now because I am a professional. Uh, so, Mike, how was your holiday? You were in Romania and hopefully not sick this time.
1: The way you start shows, people make fun of me with the way that I start shows. Mm-hmm. They could do it to you, too, but, like, it's just because you say something different every time. Mm-hmm. You have, like, your Casey Star a show voice. <laughs> you know, you I, have this voice. I, yeah.
0: Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I would have thought about it until you said something. But, yes, now that you say something, I can, I can hear what you're saying.
1: But people, I mean, it's easy to make fun of me because I say the same thing for a bunch of shows. From that one. Mm-hmm. Jason mm-hmm. thinks that's the funniest and just shouts it at me.
0: From Relay FM, this exactly. is Analog.
1: Ooh, I don't like that. Well, why not? Because I'm not it's British. Just, it's, too, it's too professional sounding, you know, like <laughs> it's too official sounding, where this show's way really more relaxed.
0: Hey, my peoples, it's oh, analog geez. time. Oh, That's terrible. God. That's truly terrible. Why? We can't do that. All right, we'll, we'll strike all that in the show. See, now we have to start all over again no, because we're not I can't starting use any of
1: Jim, don't cut it.
0: <laughs> I thought Jim listened to me, man.
1: He listens to everybody. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: All right, so Mike, how, how was how was Romania? Was it good? Did you get sick? How sick were you? How was mm-hmm. their healthcare
1: system? What's going on? I successfully survived Romanian Christmas Hooray! this year. No illnesses. I was I was being like additionally cautious, you know, but everything was great. But we had a great time. It's the most relaxed I've ever been in Edina's hometown. Oh, good. Um, which was the nicest time. I mean, there's a couple of factors to that. Like one, I, I kind of know what to expect. Two, like the city has, or the town, has, like, modernized a little bit over the time that we've been there. Like, there's now two places to get pretty good coffee from.
0: <laughs> that's, 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 well, wait, 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 let me back up. You were most relaxed on this trip on account of the fact that you could find a liquid upper that was no, up to your standards. Oh no.
1: so you just, you... I, it's, a, it's a daily enjoyment for me, a good coffee, right? It's not about, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you just like, I would mood. never drink coffee for the caffeine, but I'll have 20 Diet Cokes a day just for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you and your caffeine addiction, but <laughs> what, what boy, you you? Why if I don't you get ever, my
0: Diet Coke. Why would you ever drink caffeine? Also, I'm drinking a Diet Coke right now. I'm not actually. Yeah. It's all, don't it's talk to even. me
1: before my Diet Coke. <laughs> I'm going to get you a custom mug made. Don't talk to me until my diet coke. Don't talk to me until I've had my diet cook. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was just it was it was a a really nice trip, and we did some things that were were, I think, did a really good job of like balancing out. I I think I mentioned this on last week's on last episode um, that we were doing like a Christmas before we left, Mm -hmm. right, and that actually did a really good job of like before we were leaving for Romania. I feel like I'd already had the Christmas I wanted. Like me and Adina had a really lovely time. Like we had like a really great Christmas at home and cooked a great meal. I had like meals with family, meals with friends. Like we did, we went out for different activities and stuff. Like I felt like I had a real like Christmas season from like the 20th to the 23rd or whatever, like over those few days, maybe a couple more. So I I, really for me, it felt like I had had the exact Christmas that I wanted. So I didn't, so I, when I left for Romania, I didn't feel like anything was being taken away by me mm-hmm. being there mm-hmm. rather than here, right? So like I got to have the Christmas that I wanted, and when we both did, and then we also got to have the Christmas that we wanted of it his family. So like it was a it was a much better balance of everything than what we've tried to do in the past. Um, so it was really great, and and I was I was really happy to be able to be who I wanted to be on that trip right mm-hmm. like to not be a stickler to not be grumpy like it was really important to me that I was able to show that like this is a perfectly acceptable thing to do mm. um but previously there've been extenuating circumstances like it's not just a successful the thing we should do but yeah it was we had a really great trip I was really pleased that we did it um and it was uh,
0: it was very nice but now you in the past maybe not for christmas but in general you often go to Bucharest. is that right
1: Mm. We split between Bucharest and uh Dina's hometown, which is Hankal Boteshane. We go to those two mostly. Averall.
0: My mental model of Romania, which now I'm just going to proclaim for the world my ignorance, is that Botashane or however you pronounce it, it's like a stripper. That
1: was uh, awesome. Oh my god, that was so good.
0: Oh god, it was it was, that that was that bad, just huh? so
1: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. I'm an I'm an American, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you trying though, you know, what
0: more can people want? In Adina's hometown, I assumed, that, as it turns out very wrongly, that it was a suburb of Bucharest. And I'm now looking oh, at Google Maps. And, oh my word, that is not even in the same ballpark.
1: No, and the thing is, which is funny, like I always forget this. I forget two things about Romania. One, how big it is. And two, how east it is.
0: And, okay, let me zoom out because I don't... Oh my, that is pretty far east. Right? Hmm. Isn't it? It's It's very far east. How many time zones away from London is it? Two. That's not terrible, but it's still not insignificant either.
1: (laughs) Just for people that are not looking, uh, Idina's hometown in Bucharest are 273 miles away from each other. Which apparently is about 440 kilometers. Yeah. Hmm. Takes six hours to drive. Yeah, six hours, 14 minutes, according to Google. They are like two of the furthest points away from each other. <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
0: So how do you get to her hometown that I will never pronounce again for the rest of my life?
1: I will give you, let me give you a, like a, a, a pronunciation guide. Mm-hmm. If you say it as B-O-T-T-O-S-H-I-N-E, you'll get it. It's about a shine. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, okay. it. I accept and I accept and welcome and appreciate your pronunciation guide, which I will promptly forget because I'm an idiot.
1: We're able to fly to a neighboring town, which is like 40 minutes away, where there you. is a direct flight uh, oh, wow. to London. Uh, it's a town called Suchava. Um, luckily, over the Christmas period, they put an uh, additional flight on every day. There's like two flights a day over Christmas mm-hmm. because typically there's only one flight a day and it like leaves at seven in the morning. Oh, delightful. But the one we got was like, it left at like four o'clock in the afternoon or something. So it's like a way better, like it's a much, much nicer flight to take. Uh, But they're incredibly expensive over the Christmas. Like it's like two to three times more expensive over Christmas, obviously. Because of course it is.
0: Mm Hmm. Fair enough. And then her family just picks you up, I I assume.
1: Yeah. Idina's dad always picks us up and uh, drives us.
0: Excellent. And how how is your Romanian? And it was her mom that was getting very good at English. Is that right?
1: Your mom is like... Really good at English now. Like, we, we, it's not like conversational, but she understands a bunch of things. She has a bunch of things to say, you know. And mm. then I pick up like one new word every few months. <laughs> it's not good, man. It's just not good. It's like one of those things. So it's like one day, like, I really want to do it, but I just don't know when I'm going to do it, like realistically. But I want to. I know I want to. I have the desire, but I don't know.
0: So if you two start popping out kids, then uh, she's going to, as you've you said have to me, as you you've said things. to me, if, you know, you love it. As you've said to me in the past, it, she, she and the hopeful potential child will start uh, plotting against you in Romanian and you will be doomed.
1: I feel like that is going to be the next, like, if I haven't done it already, that will be the thing that will make me do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> like a change because everybody else is just, we're all just acclimatized to each other at this point, right. you know? Like I don't feel awkward anymore if it's just like me and Adina's dad in a room and like we can't talk, mm-hmm. right? Um, so like that's what sort I of think does think makes anybody that feel strange anymore. So like you know we are just we've we've almost acclimatized to it. It's kind of funny though, because while we're there, a lot of the time I'm I'm not really talking, right? Right. Everybody's having conversations and I'm just like in the room or whatever. Uh, so it is perfectly acceptable for me to entertain myself using my internet uh, telephone, right? Mm-hmm. And my screen time <laughs> stats were like fifty percent more. So like my my screen time stats are usually like, as it's been recently, maybe like four to five hours a day, and it went up to like eight to nine <laughs> oh hours a day during that time. But like, was really just a, a, another excuse, like another example of how good the iPhone 11 battery is. Like mm-hmm. I was able to get those 8 to 9 hours a day without charging the phone so
0: you know I was listening to um to the upgradies uh just before the show and mm-hmm. you had mentioned that and I agree with you that the uh, iPhone 11 uh, or the 11 Pro specifically I should say unbelievably good phone unbelievably mm-hmm. unbelievably Love good it. phone so good well I'm glad you enjoyed and survived Romanian Christmas the travel itself sounds like it was basically okay no major issues uh, all as is well
1: We were slightly delayed coming home because it was snowing, which I was really nervous about uh, because we, from that airport once, had to be redirected to another airport when we were landing. Oh, yikes. Because of the snow. And I was worried they were going to cancel what was the only flight that day, but we were lucky to get out before it got too bad. Okay. Because that would have been, for the upgrades. would have been a significant problem because I would not have been at home to record them.
0: Oh huh. well, I would have filled in for you. I'm sure you would have loved that. It's only your favorite loved... episode. Oh of... boy, about would the I have loved
1: here. you to be making picks on my behalf. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> How was your Christmas, Casey?
0: It was good, thank you. It was mellow in a good way. Um, I don't recall if we spoke about this. I think we did last episode, but um, my immediate younger brother, uh, he and his wife popped out a baby. You're welcome. Why um, do you have to? Uh, in, last month in early November, and so. Uh, because of that, they didn't want to travel across the country. Geez, I wonder why. And then my youngest brother who lives a couple hours away from the middle brother, uh, he thought, you know, I'll, I'll not take one for the team in the in negative sense, but you know, I'll, I'll stay local with the middle one. So the two younger brothers were together and then it was just the Casey list family and my parents, uh, for Christmas, which was lovely. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it, it's It doesn't feel like that much of a production, you know, it's like, Oh, we went over and we opened presents and had fancier food than normal, but otherwise it was a pretty regular visit, which Mm -hmm. isn't a complaint as much as it is. I I just wish that my
1: brothers could have made it, you know, but don't, like, doesn't the excitement of the kids and the gifts elevate it?
0: It does. It absolutely does. And, you know, watching the two of them, especially Michaela, it only took a couple of presents before she started to get the hang of, like, opening gifts and understanding mm-hmm. what was going on and asking for more, more. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all in all, it was it was very good. And then uh, one of the benefits of our families now being local, because uh, up until the last few years, up until around Declan, actually, uh, my parents were about a six to eight hour car ride away uh and so we we had to exclusively spend time with only one family and now you know one family gets like the first dibs on which days they would like to celebrate and then the other family will get the leftovers and that alternates yeah, back yeah. and forth every year and so the good news was we had we got to you know give Aaron's family some of the leftovers and again I don't mean that in a you know jerky way I don't mean that to be a turd I'm just saying you know that's the way we have our agreement with the families and so uh we actually just this past sunday uh did a uh, for Christmas with Aaron's side of the family you know to exchange like sibling gifts and stuff like that and that was very lovely too we did that at our house and Santa brought gifts for uh Declan and Michaela you know I shouldn't I probably shouldn't say this publicly but we did not light our menorah once this year we just I don't know how this happened but we were busy and then forgot and then we would remember as the kids were going to bed and it's terrible
1: That it makes you a very bad Jewish boy doesn't it's it
0: it's <laughs> a terrible one I mean, I've also never been bar mitzvahed so really mm-hmm
1: Huh, why is that?
0: So growing up, well, now we're going into a tangent. Uh, growing up, uh, mom is Catholic, dad was Jewish and was bar mitzvahed. And then as he became an adult, decided he was maybe agnostic, probably just straight up atheist. Yeah. And um, and so we were raised kind of none of the above. Like I never, I don't recall a time when just my family went to either church or temple. We would do it for an occasion, like a wedding or a bar mitzvah or a bar mitzvah or whatever. But I don't recall a time when mom or dad was ever like, okay, it's time to go to religious services, family, you know, or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I practice Judaism only in the sense that we celebrate the major holidays and I at least want to make my kids aware of that part of their heritage. Although at this point they are a quarter Jewish at best. And since uh, Dad is the Jewish line of my Dad is the Jewish line of blood by most metrics, they're actually zero percent Jewish because it's all about the mom. Um, but anyways, but we typically celebrate Hanukkah and Passover, and in uh, this year uh, we just were so busy and running around like crazy people, and Hanukkah overlapped Christmas, which I think was a big part of the problem. You know, typically they're at least a couple weeks apart because it's based on the Jewish calendar and so on and so forth, and so it just it, it got. It got short shrift this year and I, I feel hmm. guilty about that.
1: I feel like I feel like the guilt keeps you Jewish. <laughs> so you're good, right?
0: <laughs> that I mission accomplished.
1: Feeling feeling guilty for it makes you a good Jewish boy again okay good so we're all, we're all balanced out at this point
0: alright bug clothes works as design mhm <laughs> these
1: are all the jokes that I learned from Seinfeld yeah indeed
0: uh, alright I meant to ask you earlier and then I got sidetracked and then you've put in the show notes so now it doesn't seem like I remembered of my own accord yeah were you Santa or were you not I, I saw... was
1: Santa and it was amazing mhm I saw a
0: picture of a of a jolly not too large man well maybe vertically large uh-huh. but not horizontally large but no glass if i'm not mistaken
1: but you gotta you gotta you gotta i always wear glasses right Mm -hmm. so we had to try and make it look like it wasn't me so Mm -hmm. so this santa had no glasses on uh i absolutely loved being santa claus it was so good um i it went perfectly it was kind of funny really so we have two nieces uh one is a baby and one is, I think, three years old. Oh, man. See, I'm so bad at ages, but I think three years old. Let's just go with that. I'm mm. just going to go with that. I apologize mm. to everybody involved. <laughs> uh, and she is, like, always excited to see me, but in, but get shy. Right? Aww, yeah, so, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, she knows a little English, but, like, very rarely will say anything, you know, that mm. kind of stuff. But she's, yeah, I find it very cute. But for Santa, oh, boy. She would sing any song, say any word. It was incredible. Oh my word, that's anything awesome. Santa wanted was was done. It was brilliant. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. It it was the highlight of my Christmas. Like it, I've, it's kind of one of those things. That I feel like I've always wanted to do that kind of stuff, and it was it's like solidified for me that in my family, I want to do that. Like I want to to do to do that. Like that will be a thing that we do because I loved doing it so much. So. Yeah.
0: That's Sorry. awesome. How did you explain away the fact that uh, Santa doesn't speak Romanian? He's from Lapland. W- okay, what is Lapland? So No, Lapland, he's from Lapland. Where is that? The North Pole. Oh, I've never heard it called that before. You what? Really? Yes. That's, mm. I, I was going to say it's somewhere in Finland, isn't it? And yeah, according to Wikipedia, that's where it is. Yeah,
1: sorry, not it's Finland. Yeah, not 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 the North Pole, but uh, Lapland is like one of the places that Santa is known to be domiciled.
0: I see. Yeah, to Americans, as far as I'm aware, anyway, it's just the North Pole.
1: So that's why I got them. That's why I, in my brain I got them confused. I apologize to the Finnish people, but like I know that that uh, I know that Santa is from both the North Pole and Lapland. Like they're the two places. The North Pole is from America. Lapland, I think, is I was associated in Europe. Um, so yeah, huh. I think it's where Saint Nicholas was from. Gotcha. Well, today I learned. So. um Anyway, so yeah, it was really, so that was why, because he's not from Romania, so he doesn't speak Romanian. Gotcha. But he happens to speak English. Universal language. No, no argument here, my friend. No, I'm just giving you a hard time.
0: That's awesome. And that must have been super, super fun to do and and just adorable to watch.
1: I loved it. It was really good. We should also mention, we're talking a lot about Christmas. It is now 2020 by the time that you're hearing this. It is 2019 in the time that we're recording it.
0: Indeed, we are recording a mere hours before New Year, especially for you.
1: Yeah, we're recording on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So Happy New Year, everybody.
0: Happy New Year!
1: And it is a new decade. I will not accept oh, yeah, they, they, any <laughs> people saying it's not a new decade. That's ma- it's like madness. It's like, your decade's 11 years long? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, get out of here with that nonsense. It's a new decade. Yeah, it's a new decade. All right, today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends over at Pingdom from SolarWinds. Hey, do you have a website? And does your website have a shopping cart, registration forms, or contact us pages? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, you need Pingdom because nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. And that means, because it will mean, like, it's just a bad experience for your users. It can mean lost business for you. And the good news is with Pingdom you can set up transaction monitoring which will alert you when these things do fail cart checkouts uh, questionnaire forms login pages if any of these issues do occur you will be alerted immediately before they can affect your customers or your business cuz these things so like think uh, what I want to explain with this like with Pingdom it's not like they're waiting for a failure to happen like so so Casey goes to my website tries to buy something it fails and they alert you they are actually doing the testing constantly to check for these failures and we'll let you know if they're there. So that's one of the really great things about Pingdom. As soon as any of these things fail, they will alert you in whatever way is best. You can customize how you're alerted, who is alerted, depending on the severity of the outage. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. So if disaster strikes, you will be the first to know. It's so, so easy to get started. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM and you can get a 14-day free trial with no... Credit card required. And When you decide to sign up, use the code analog at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, we got a little bit of feedback, and this is the sort of feedback
0: that, in my experience, can go one of two ways. And it can go, Mike, you friggin' moron, have you not thought about, and then a whole big diatribe about a thing.
1: Oh, I got some of that, but. I was able to mostly ignore those. So this is some feedback in relation to me talking about, um, on our last episode, that in my opinion, which I had said to be fact, uh, there is nowhere <laughs> in the world like London with the mix of old and new architecture. Right, and, and we got so, a little bit of angry email. But People tried throwing some at me, like, what about Copenhagen? You were just there. It doesn't count. Copenhagen doesn't count. It's completely different, because it's like, we got castles, son. What are you doing, right? <laughs> They're just like in the middle of the street, right? Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> uh but i was pointed out uh by alan that china would be a good contender for this right because arguably not arguably more so old and new right um because and i also thought not just china most of asia like japan you know like feudal japan architecture is is older than a lot of the stuff we have here right so i would say that Second to Asia, London has this. (laughs) But what I will still say, though, is that what London has in this mix of old and new doesn't exist in other places. Right. And it's the same as like what China, what Japan and, and those areas of Asia have doesn't exist in other places either, which makes them like uniquely interesting places to visit, which is why people visit them.
0: Yeah, and I I was bringing up the the two different ways that you can receive this feedback because some of it was a little bit obnoxious, but I believe it was Alan that had done it. Alan wrote a a great email,
1: like kind of like giving examples and like going through it. Like it was it was really good actually.
0: Right. So there's a way to do it as a nice person, which is what Alan did, and thank you, Alan. And then there's a way to do this as a turd. I don't remember any of those off the top of my head, and I wouldn't name names either way. But uh, I appreciate those of you who spent the time to explain gently and politely why Mike uh, may have made a slight error in judgment, (laughs) but that's okay because we don't blame you if you make a slight mistake these days because you are a busy bee, my friend. My word, would you like to plug basically every episode of every one of your podcasts that you've done in the last week
1: or two? Yeah, I wanted to talk about what I call in my mind as, as busy December. So a few years ago, okay, I am a professional content producer, right? That is what I do for a living and i produce many different shows right and a lot of them are focused around things that are happening outside of my own creation so like tech news right you have the same same type of thing Mm -hmm. there are times in the year where there is less news to talk about so if you have a weekly show that you are committed to you can either well you can either take a break which i do some shows some shows i do take a week off um around the christmas period because it's Even like, so we have summer. So it's like the summer of fun was created on an upgrade for this idea of like there's less news sometimes in the middle of the summer. So we create special episodes. And that can, like, sometimes there is enough news, so it's fine. But a week of the year where you are very unlikely to get any news is the Christmas week, right? Even the week before or the week after, it can be very, typically very quiet around those periods of time. Um, so it's that you kind of, if you want to keep your show going that week, I have found it is best to come up with something you can do that is detached from what is happening in the world. Right? So over time, I have been accumulating these things (laughs) to the point where my December now is one of the busiest months of my year at this point. Um, like it, that is just like a thing that has been it's been growing over time as I've been adding more and more of these traditions in, because I am also somebody who really enjoys these types of traditions. Um, mm. Like that, they're like a lot of fun for me to do, and uh, and I I like to produce things that are a little bit off the wall um, and different because I get excited about them and I really enjoy uh kind of like flexing my creative muscles a little bit with some of these things right so like i, I like putting the work and i like making a big thing out of them and also they also like people people like them right so if people like them it makes me want to do them more so basically from the end of november to the beginning of january every single year i have I'm part of episodes that take more work to produce, and they're, like, a bigger affair. And I wanted to run through them all with you, Casey, just, yes, please. just for funsies. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of November, start of December, we do the Pen Addict gift guide. So, me and Brad have Anna Reiner on the show, and we do, like, this is our gift guide for the year, and it's, like, a big episode for that.
0: Now, I will concede that I do not listen to the Pen Addict, or are, are the gifts... Oh. I'm sorry. Are the gifts specifically <laughs> around pens or are they just anything under the sun? No,
1: it's all stationary. It's okay. a stationary gift guide.
0: Now, slow down. When you say stationary, my ignorant brain says paper. It's, I assume that that's not the correct definition.
1: Stationary includes pen, paper, any, all writing equipment. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what stationary is. Gotcha. Uh, I very frequently spell stationary the other way, right? Because you were with an A rather than an E.
0: Oh right, 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 right. Okay. I get okay, that wrong all the time. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. drives
1: people mad. But even Brad gets it wrong, so I don't feel too bad about it. Uh I also have uh so every year we do two big Cortex episodes in December. One of them is State of the Apps, which is where we go through and talk about We actually have have like kind of molded this together. Me and Gray have always done home screen sharing, right? We share our home screens and talk about them. This is where we'll do that now as well. Like State of the Apps has been going for a while, but we're kind of like mixing these two things together. So we share our home screens and talk about the apps that we're using um, Mm -hmm. and kind of reviewing what's working and what isn't in a couple of key categories like productivity and kind of like creative tools. Uh, And then we do like a... Kind of like a miscellaneous thing. I really like doing this. it's not really it's not really like like awards as such, but it's close to in in that regard because we like talk about the things that we are using and we'll kind of like rate and review our favorites in each category. So that's that's a fun episode to do.
0: I, I listened to that a couple of days ago. Um it is as with most things on Cortex, I feel like I both love it and am occasionally infuriated by it because some of the that's how things we know we're doing the,
1: like we're doing the right thing yeah, yeah. If you're feeling that
0: way. Some of the stuff that you guys prioritize and I'm not saying you're wrong for the record it's just it does not meld with my world. Like for example time tracking like that's just not something that's in my world and I tried it it didn't work for me. Maybe I'll try it again next year who knows. But um your your obsession with time tracking and all the the paraphernalia that surrounds that like it's, it's hilarious to me, the hoops that you will jump through and things you will do in order to get, although it sounds like with Timery, there's fewer hoops now, but anyways, there's no
1: hoops anymore. Timery's made it super easy.
0: But anyway, uh, you know, all this stuff is just so foreign to me and, and I did not see, I think I was running actually when, when I was listening to this. And so I couldn't see Gray's home screen, but just listening you to s- describe it is empty And then I looked and I was like, this can't, there's no way that this is as ridiculous as, oh, nope, it was as ridiculous as Mike said it was. It was truly terrible. But, you know, it's fascinating to listen to you guys because I really enjoy the both of you, even when I really disagree with the both of you. (laughs) And uh, just getting a tour of all these apps, many of which I am just completely and wholly unfamiliar with is is really great. So I, I really did enjoy that one. I did listen to that one and it's very good.
1: Then on Remaster, which is my video game show with Federico and Shahid, we do our game of the year every year. This year's was a bit more. We did our game of the decade too, because mm-hmm. that's that's the thing to do, right? Like at this at the end of 2019. So that was fun because we were able I mean because for me, it for me and Federico it was like a foregone conclusion that Pokemon would be our game of the year, which I don't think was that exciting like for most people, considering Pokemon was also our game of the year last year. Um, So being able to talk about games of the decade was fun because we all came to it with like wildly different games. Oh, really? Which was, yeah, I was actually quite surprised about that. We all surprised each other. We didn't share them beforehand. There obviously were some similarities, but we all came to the show with like five or six games we wanted to talk about. um, And they were really, really different. So that was was fun. Connected's year in review is always a big episode. Yeah, I have not heard that Uh, one yet. No, and also, it should be out by the time this episode comes out, is the 2020 Rickies. Ah, yes, the Ricky Picks. That one is, that episode is bananas in all the best possible ways, so that should be out by then. But yeah, The Year in Review, this is one of the earlier ones of these types of traditional episodes. I think we've been doing this... For as long as connected existed, I, I don't know if we ever did it on the prompt, but we've been doing it for a long time. We basically, I find it really fun. We go through every month and talk about the big stories that mm-hmm, happened mm-hmm. in our kind of technology world. And it's always hilarious for the things that just do not matter anymore, but like really <laughs> mattered at the time. Yeah. Uh, I like, I, I really like doing that. That's really fun. Uh, the most taxing time wise this year was the upgrade holiday special, which. It's it's amazing. Uh, Basically, me and Jason created a murder podcast where we discussed, uh, like, it's serial. We did a serial ripoff. And uh, the the working title for it, by the way, was Serial Port. But we decided (laughs) not to give it that name. That's
0: very good.
1: That is very, very good we just kind of wanted to call it the Upgrade Holiday Special because that's what it is, right? Like, that was the thing we started two years ago, was like the Christmas week episode was the holiday special and we'd do some funny thing in that. Uh, And it is multiple things, really, is a completely scripted, heavily produced true crime podcast looking at Who Killed the Butterfly Keyboard, which starts serious and has got a lot of factual information then veers off the rails like significantly which is the point right is to also make it entertaining in a metal way jason spent days writing it then i uh spent like a day or two editing it um putting in all the sound clips and that kind of stuff i think it was about seven or eight hours of an edit for a 40 minute episode which is wild And then, like, we then traded it back and forth a little bit, mastering it and tweaking stuff. Um, Yeah, it was great. Like, I'm so, I couldn't be happy with how it turned out. Like, it was exactly, like, we had this idea of doing a rip-off, what me and Jason call murder podcast, right? Because that's just, like, they're the most popular things and we think it's kind of hilarious. Like, people just want to listen to murder all the time these days. (laughs) Um, We had this idea for the Summer of Fun and didn't know what to do and then this idea just came out in a conversation that we were having after a show one day. Uh I am so if you've never listened to Upgrade please listen to this. Like yep, it, it is, is very very good. It is something that we are so proud of having done. Like I am thrilled with how it came out. That was really great. Yeah, I, and, I really uh, my enjoyed but it. my favorite part of the episode is the the post-credits sequence. Which are I you, will not spoil. Are you talking about the preview?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that that was coming and was rolling, listening to it. I will not spoil it.
1: Yeah. When I just read the script, I was literally laughing out loud on the sofa reading that part. Uh, I am trying to petition Jason. <sighs> to actually do it? To do it. Like that maybe next year <laughs> that we will maybe try and do it. I already have a bunch of ideas that like we were just having a conversation about it yesterday. Like. And and ended up, we both ended up having like some some ideas as to how we could put that type of thing together. So
0: it was it was hilarious to listen to that. I mean, the whole thing was great, but I feel like the icing on the cake was that preview of the next episode, which was just just perfect in every measurable
1: yep. way. I'm nearly done with the Mike Harley promotional segment. Uh, <laughs> then we did the Upgradies, which is our award show. Which you are a lifetime achievement award winner. Well, thank you because you won uh, ATP, won three years in a row. Mm -hmm. And basically, the the lifetime achievement idea is the ATP rule. Um, (laughs) Because ATP is my favorite tech show. It's Jason's favorite tech show. If we didn't institute this rule of once something wins three times in a category, it's retired from that category, ATP would just have won six times. And we have been able to award more varied shows by stopping the ability for a show to win three times and then we included a uh, popular vote from the Upgradians. We had 1,500 entries this year, which, like, nominations, which was wild. Like, not, not like, people making nominations, right? So 1,500 listeners made nominations. I spent about three hours on Christmas Day evening putting that together just because that was what I did that day. Like, don't feel sorry for me it's what I wanted to do. I had time. <laughs> so I just sat and, because it's really difficult to uh, get, the answers correct because people are typing in it's not choosing sure right and people type in whatever they want so i have to like massage the results to get them to a consistent to like a so they're pretty consistent so i can then have this formula count up the totals you know like we always get people that are like i don't care i'm voting for atp like people write that in the <laughs> in the thing it's like haha you're so funny your vote didn't count right like i don't really get the reason for that, but people do it anyway. Uh, so that came together. We recorded that, put that out. It was, I am I was, I'm, again, I love the upgrades Like, I really love that. And that's six times now. We have an entire website now that collates all the winners. It's awesome. So very happy with that. And then today, as we're recording, I put out our yearly themes episode of Cortex. Uh, so it's been a real busy couple of weeks.
0: I'd say so. My goodness. You're going to sleep until like, February at this point? No. I don't no, know no. Why not, man? I would.
1: Because because the shows don't my shows don't sleep. Like neither does yours. That's right. You know, I just keep we keep it going. I mean, let's say some stuff we take some we take a week off, right? Like hit shows here or there, but but not all of them. I like to keep 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 things going.
0: All right, and Cortex misses is over, right? The the winter Cortex misses is over?
1: Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because like Cortexmas is typically the break, mm-hmm. but now it includes the two episodes, but we are now in the, the Cortexmas season. I see. I don't just understand. Do some recommendations? That.
0: Yes, yes. Let's do that before I start making fun of you for your ridiculous publishing schedule on Cortex. Uh, would you like to go first, sir?
1: Don't make fun of me. <laughs> sure uh, no, you go first, because I just did a bunch
0: of talking. Mike, uh, can I ask you a question? Have you heard the good word about Watchmen?
1: You finally did it, huh? Oh,
0: God, it's so good, dude. TV, you, so you did the TV good. show, right? Yes, yes. So okay. um, we spoke, I believe it was last episode, uh, Mike had used uh, Watchmen as his, re- his recommendation. Uh, I'm talking about the nine-episode uh, HBO series. Uh, I don't know as, as of the time we're recording if there will be a, a second season of it or not. Uh, there's been no official
1: word one way or the other. I've actually come down on the feeling of there shouldn't be. I think I agree with you. At first I was like, oh, I want more of this. It was so good. But now it's like, you know what? I'm good of it. Like, stop. Yep. So I have
0: watched, I've exposed myself to new TV shows plenty of times in the last few years. Um, and there are some TV shows that I really enjoy. Uh, if I want to feel miserable about life slash have a ugly cry, I'll watch this is us. Uh, if I want to feel good about life, I'll watch uh, the good place I have more than enough trash TV to fill more hours than I should allow it. Uh, You know, and there's all different shows that I enjoy. Uh, I can't recall the last time, possibly Firefly, like 10, 15 years ago now, that I've seen a show that once I saw it, I immediately knew this is for probably forevermore going to be one of my favorite favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, I read the graphic novel, as I think we discussed last episode, and it was fine. It was good, I guess. I mean, whatever. Uh, I think I'm reading it 20, 30 years too late. Uh, and so it didn't really sit or, or ring with me like it you know, may have if I had been of the age to read it when it came out when I was three years old. <laughs> but anyways, I read the graphic novel. I watched the movie. Um, and then I started watching the TV show because the Internet told me to watch the TV show. And I always listen to the Internet. And so I started watching the show. And mm-hmm. oh, my word. I feel like it was almost perfect in every in every way. And I think I might have said to you either privately or in a a slack somewhere that where I think this differs from Firefly is that Firefly clearly was intending to last longer than than a single season. And so they were writing narrative checks to steal a line from Syracuse, I believe they were writing narrative checks that they were going to cash over years. Whereas the intention with Watchmen was we're going to do nine episodes. That's going to be that. And so they write probably even more narrative checks, but they also cash darn near every single one of them. And it is incredible. Uh, My recommendation is at the very, 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 very least read the Wikipedia synopsis of the graphic novel. I would strongly encourage you to read the graphic novel or if you really hate reading, like Mike, uh, and although no, I, I do know that no, you like, I like comics. comics, I know, I know. But if you hate reading, uh, then you can watch the movie. But uh, if you can skip the director's cut, if you can get the one that's less than three hours, I advise that. And either way, you need to look at the difference in the ending between the movie and the comic, because the movie yeah. ending is ignored in the show. That being said... I cannot recommend the show enough.
1: Well, it's because the movie ending is not the correct ending.
0: That's correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. the the show is is almost perfect. Um, I did not watch Lost, but I did watch The Leftovers uh, earlier this year, and everything that I liked about The Leftovers, and there was a lot I did and a lot I didn't like about The Leftovers. Everything I liked is in this in droves. It is just I I, I don't even know what to say. It is just so perfect which i know the whole of the internet has been telling us this it, the, the music is perfect the acting it's, is perfect. Uh, uh trent resident yep, yep, music right yep it's trent resident and atticus ross um mm-hmm. i probably should be sick of their scores by now but i'm not i think you said that last episode actually i should be sick of it but i'm not like they can score everything for the for the rest of time and i'd be happy with that it's just so good it's so perfect and you should watch it and then a very very quick uh runner up I also wanted to call it to attention, since we are starting not only a new year, but a new decade, um, one of my favorite apps of all time, probably a lifetime achievement app in the whatever Casey Awards. That's a terrible name, but we'll go with it. Uh, Day One, they may, I don't think they've sponsored the show in the past, but they should. I mean, uh, what? Anyways, uh, Day One is a journaling app, which sounds like maybe not, your sort of thing, you know, it's kind of like a diary, whatever, but it's so much more than that. And you can put media in there. You can, you know, geotag things. You can tag regular tag things. There's so much you can do with day one. I spent a lot of 2019 uh, or I, I concentrated a lot more in 2019 on being more giving to day one. That is to say, putting more things in day one. And I am already seeing the benefits of it and I'm so glad I have so now's a great time to start if you haven't yet and they have a free version I forget what the paid version brings you but I pay for the subscription because it is worth every single penny all right Mike what do you like John Mullaney and the
1: sack lunch bunch is this a one-time thing or is this a series this is a Netflix special mm-hmm. um, John Mullaney is a stand-up comedian um, who is the favorite stand-up comedian in our household. His other Netflix specials, his just comedy specials, are very, very much worth watching. Uh, I might actually recommend you watch those before watching this. It's not necessary, but but his, his stand-up specials are very good. Um, this is a one-time special of a, pretty much a kid's TV show. it's john mulaney some special guests and a cast of incredibly talented child actors like just incredibly talented one of them is related to the jackson family for example Mm -hmm. like it is one of the jackson family (laughs) uh it is just it this is a this is a show which is way better than it has any right to be um it is very Funny, it is very like in in both a haha way and like a sarcastic way, and it and this comes from Mulaney and the children, right? Like it's very self referential, meta in places, but it's it's got lots of songs in it, like it's like a se- it's a selection of vignettes, pretty much, with like tied together with interstitial scenes. The songs are so so good. Like there's a couple of them that have been in my head <laughs> for like a week and a half. Um, so yeah, this is I really like really really recommend this. It is a very fun time. It's an hour and ten minutes. It's a Netflix special, but also John Mulaney's stand-up specials are also worth watching too. So that's my recommendation. Excellent. All right, today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea so you can make your next move with Squarespace. They have all of the tools that you're going to need to put your next project online. It's an all-in-one platform that you can take advantage of a ton of wonderful features. There's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They've got all of that stuff covered for you. And they, with Squarespace, you can register a domain name. You can customize beautiful award-winning templates. You can create an online store. And you can use all of this functionality to make any type of website that you want for your business. Maybe for some art that you're working on, personal projects, uh, events. They're really good for that. We made our wedding website on Squarespace. Uh, Squarespace is just, whenever I think about Creating a website, it's where I go. It's where I've been going for like 10 years at this point because it's so, so easy to get a hold of, like to get my head around. And they also have 24 7 customer support. Guess need any help? Like it's all there. It's just done so wonderfully. Big, big fan. Uh, You can try out Squarespace for. Free to have a free trial. Just go to squarespacecom analog. Their plans start at $12 a month. Uh, and you can also get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show sure your support for this show when you use the offer code analog at checkout. That's squarespacecom analog and the code analog for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to squarespace for their support of this show and all the Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, Casey Liss. Mm-hmm. 2020, baby. 2020. Mm hmm. We're finally out of the awkwardness of the noughts and the teens, and we're into the 20s. So it's good. We've got that now, right? right. Like We're in the 20s now. The roaring 20s. Mm-hmm. What do you want to aim for professionally, maybe professionally and personally? What is, an, what is an ideal year looking like for uh, Casey Michael Liss? Uh, are you trying to
0: drag me into defining a yearly theme? Is that what's happening here?
1: If such a thing is to occur during the course of this conversation, I, I will not I will not feel bad, but it is not my intention. I see.
0: Um, I haven't spent as much time as I should have thinking about this, but I have spent a little bit of time thinking about it. And uh, what I've come up with, at least professionally, is that I've got a couple of irons in a couple of different fires and...
1: Can't you keep all of your irons in the same fire? You to, well, do you need to have separate irons and separate hey, fires? don't
0: don't you don't you criticize my my iron and fire organizing uh, motif? Okay, <laughs> just just let me do my thing. You
1: yeah. need a better iron fire system. <laughs> you heard of time tracking?
0: Oh no, iron tracking. It all comes, it all comes full circle. Um, now, all kidding aside, uh, there's a couple things that are either in progress, like really in progress, like tangible things have been done. And there's a couple of things that I'm just kind of thinking about and are rolling around in the back of my mind. Um, and a couple of things that are, you know, deep in the future that I hope to maybe one day start working on. And so I think my, I almost said theme and maybe it is a theme. I actually don't have anything against the theme. I'm just giving you a hard time, but my idea, my theme, my whatever for next year, I don't have a catchy title for it yet. Maybe that's why I don't want to call it a theme, but, um, is continued expansion and or new things. So we spoke an episode or two back that vignette is still sort of kicking around. And there's a couple of things I really should work on on that, but I've got a couple of new things kicking around as well that I'm that I'm throwing some stuff against the wall to see what it sticks or whether or not it sticks. And I want to see these through in 2020. I want to uh, not to say I want to be underscore, but I want to have a portfolio rather than a single app. And so we'll see if that happens at all. We'll see if it happens early, late, in the middle, whatever. But in summary, I, wanted, I want to continue to expand into new things and new stuff. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it's very... Uh, I think you're purposefully making it vague, right?
0: Yes, I'm not at a position where I want to discuss any specifics. Mike is aware of, I think, all of the things that I'm talking about. But uh, yes, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to keep it vague for now because i don't want to get into a position where i'm like oh hey i'm going to do this thing and it's going to be out on such and such a day and uh crap you know so so uh, things are in motion uh some more than others but uh, we'll see what ends up actually getting across the finish line
1: so does this differ to how you felt in the past entering new years though like do you feel like a particular need to do new things this year
0: Ah, uh, yes and no. It is both different and the same. It's the same <laughs> same as it ever was, right Um mm-hmm. so last coming into this year coming into twenty nineteen I knew I wanted to expand some way somehow somewhere, and I think at that point that could have been still in that could have included youtube uh and I did some of that, but we all uh, saw yeah. where that ended up. Uh, was
1: that this year?
0: I believe so. Well, I mean, well, just the past first year one,
1: 2019.
0: I think the first one was November-ish of 2018, if I remember right. Right. I can, I can look this up, but it doesn't. You've really given matter.
1: up now in the sense of like holding on to this idea that you're going to create the final video, right? Like you, that's uh, <laughs> you put that idea to bed. No, finally?
0: actually, I haven't. Casey I, I should just do it right after this because I don't think no, I need. But just but it's stop a little it. Bit of time. Just leave it. Uh, it's done. Whatever. Now. Well, we'll see. It's gone. It'll be a, it'll be a 20, 2020 miracle. But anyways. Um, one way or another, uh, you know, YouTube was still a thing. I hadn't yet released Vignette. In fact, I don't know if I even had the idea at that point. I think I just wanted to do something in the App Store. And so um, it was a very nebulous last year is what I'm trying to drive toward. Mm-hmm, like, oh, mm-hmm, I just want to mm-hmm. do something. And this year, I have two somethings in particular that I absolutely am... I am positive I want to do. I am not positive they will ever see the light of day. And then one or two somethings that are much more like it's a it's a specific concrete idea but it's much more nebulous what the execution of that idea would look like and and whether or not it would even happen in 2020 so i think the difference in summary is that i have specific things i would like to see come across a finish line and it's just a matter of whether or not they get across the finish line, whether or not you know I abandon them before they they get pushed across the finish line, or or something else comes up that's better or different or what have you. But there are two things in particular that I really am hoping to get done in 2020, and no, neither of them is a YouTube video. <laughs> but you you seem dissatisfied with this.
1: Do you think that your no 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 not do you think I was I was trying to think of a way to to phrase this. Do you think that your success in the app store, which was maybe unexpected, mm-hmm. like how well vignettes did in, in its lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that has given you f- increased kind of purpose or like focus in that you think, oh, you know what? Like I, I can actually do this.
0: Uh, yes and no. More yes than no. And let me explain. So um, I always thought and I have thought since long before I left my jobby job, I have thought that I would love to have a couple of, or maybe even a handful of apps in the app store. You know, I'm not talking full on underscore, but, you know, something something in between a Marco and an underscore, right? You know, not, I don't think I would ever have any one thing that's as big and as complicated as Overcast, but maybe a handful of smaller things, not a thousand like underscore, but a handful. And so... It's funny,
1: I have a question for you. Sure. You might want to answer it, but mm-hmm. like... Who is that when you say between Marco and underscore, what is the scale there? Who's the bottom of that and the top of that scale?
0: Uh, it, uh, so Marco's the bottom and underscore's the top because I'm talking in the context.
1: Cool. I was just checking because it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I think in our uh, circle, like everyone thinks of Marco as like, oh, he made it overcast. But like plus plus for example, is like an absolutely massive application for user base.
0: Sure. Yeah. 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 So I'm thinking. Sorry. The con- that's a very fair question. The context I'm talking about is in terms of portfolio size.
1: Aha. Right. Like in the idea of how is your business split up? Marco is like has a couple of podcasts, like a handful of podcasts, and one app. Right. And underscore is like a handful of creative projects, including a podcast and a selection of apps.
0: Right. 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 And he used to have, I I joke, he used to have a gazillion apps actively in the store. Now I think he has something like five or ten.
1: But still more than most individual developers. Totally, totally. And really, I think he, and then it's like he narrowed it down to the things that were like truly very successful. So then that's like a whole other thing.
0: Right, exactly. And so my theoretical vision, which may or may not ever get accomplished, is that I want to have more than one but not a gazillion apps in the app store. And so um, my, my ideal portfolio is, I think, somewhere between three to five, somewhere, which is not a big range at all, but somewhere in like three to five apps that are all not tiny, but not necessarily hyper complex and, and that are all doing okay and you know vignette is not really doing okay at the moment it's just kind of puttering along but that's also because i haven't been paying a lot of attention to it lately so that's kind of a self-created problem but um my hope is by the end of 2020 you know maybe i'll have another couple of things in the store and maybe that'll be it and maybe that's all i'll have but the difference between 2020 entering 2020 and entering 2019 is that in 2019 i just thought "Ah, i'd like to have some something in the app store but Damned if I know what that is, right? Haha. Mm-hmm. And now, not only do I have vignette already in the App Store, but I have two different ideas that I think might have legs. We'll see. Maybe they don't. But I think they might have legs. And so I would like to execute on those ideas and have them out in the App Store by the end of 2020. And then at that point, I might be good. And that might be enough. But we'll see what happens. I think the problem is in 2019, coming into 2019, I had no particular ideas. And now... Now I'm really starting to get some ideas and
1: starting to get my indie feet under me in that regard. Do you think that you could maybe give it a name? The year? You? you have a you have a very distinct purpose.
0: Yeah, I mean world domination.
1: <laughs> like you do, seriously you, do, you have maybe a more like you this year you want to keep doing what you're doing and you want to have more presence in the app store. Right? Mm. Like that is where you want to go. Maybe it's a year of apps. Yeah, right? I mean I I think it will probably be more than just that, but sure, trust on me, right, in this one. This is way less work than the time tracking thing. <laughs> but having a name, having like a theme, having branding the your achievements for the year, the things you want to get done. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful.
0: Yeah, and I think it, what I'd written in the show notes and and I think this is kind of what I'm thinking about is Continued expansion slash new stuff. So the year of expansion perhaps. So cool. expansion within the app store.
1: And then if you put on weight, you can be like, see?
0: Yeah, see, mission accomplished.
1: <laughs> That's one of the great things about also giving the your year, like the year theme, like a name like that. You can put other things in it later on. That's what makes it nicer than a resolution. Sure. Like you can do other things and be like, you know what? That was also in my year of X. Yeah, exactly. So like It's it's nice to give it like a name like that.
0: Now, I have not listened to the Cortex that was just released a couple hours ago, uh, but to the best you are willing to share without necessarily just repeating all of Cortex, yeah, what, I, what are you planning It's,
1: on? it's not even... Like, I just don't want to repeat it all, because like, mm. I, I go into it in, in incredible detail okay. on the yearly theme. So, so, but 2020 is my year of refinement. Okay. Um, so I want to... It falls into a couple of areas. I want to refine what I consider refine myself as a human. I want to learn some new things. I want to learn a little bit more about food and wine because it's something I'm interested in. Uh, I want to get some hobbies. um, And I have some ideas on hobbies. Like we've spoken about that on this show. Uh, And I'm actually moving forward on that already because of a, a holiday gift but I don't want to talk about it right now because that's the point, right? It's just having mm-hmm. a thing for me. Yep. Uh, I also am working on uh, professionally, like as was, I have been for the last few years now, just like honing down what I do for my company. Like what do I need to do me? Like, and just mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. the things that only I should be doing um, and, and slowly chipping away and like, moving around the things that I don't need to be doing. Sure. Um, and then also, kind of how I am seen professionally to the world, I want to adapt a little bit this year. Um, you'll see what I mean about that very soon. Yeah, like I'm very working on a new project. You know what this project is. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a new project to try and refine who is Mike Hurley mm-hmm. think, and what, what are the things that he focuses on. So that's what the year of refinement is going to look like in 2020, hopefully.
0: And there will obviously be a link in the show notes to Cortex, where you talk about this with Gray, uh, presumably for quite a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good long time. This is one of my favorite episodes of Cortex that we have ever made, honestly. It's, oh, it's excellent. It's very Looking solid, very, very solid episode. Looking forward to it. All right. What else is awesome these days? Talk about a new sponsor for the show. It's Health IQ. At some point in the last couple of years, you've probably created or maintained a healthy habit, right? Because it's something we're all thinking about, especially at this time of the year. Whether it's getting enough sleep, wanting to work out more, or trying to eat right, if you live a healthy lifestyle, you could be rewarded for your hard work with more affordable life insurance rates and could save up to 41%. Just take the Health IQ quiz. They'll walk you through the entire process of applying. The policy is underwritten by one of their top insurance partners. And there is a real person at the end of the phone who you can chat to if you have any questions. The savings are exclusive to Health IQ. You're not going to find these savings elsewhere. You do have to qualify to get that special rate. This is the time of year to be thinking about this stuff. Why not marry up your new resolution by thinking about readjusting what you're paying for your life insurance. Like, I think this is a really cool thing. The quiz is super easy to do. It's no harm in just giving it a shot. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com analog to take their proprietary Health IQ quiz. Depending on your score, as well as other related qualifying factors, you could save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to what you'd be getting with other providers. Again, that's healthiq.com analog to let them know that we sent you and to start the process with the Health IQ quiz. There's no commitment, and you'll learn even more about potential opportunities to be rewarded for your commitment to living healthy. One more time, that is H-E-A. LTHIQ, healthiq.com slash analog. Our thanks to HealthIQ for their support of this show and Relay FM. Some relay your feels? Yes. Johan asks, do you use Tap to Wake on your iPhone? Why would you not? Like, assuming
0: your phone supports it, why would you not?
1: Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I, th- I don't know. Like, maybe you turn the screen on when you don't want to, or maybe like you just rely on raise to Wake?
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So we use old iPhones for noise makers for when the kids are sleeping you know they just play mm-hmm. like a rain noise or something like that and uh one of them i think Declan's is a 5s if memory serves and Michaela's is like a 6s or something like that i, I might have that wrong it doesn't really matter but uh i think neither of them support tap to wake or certainly not Declan's i don't think Michaela's either and every time i go to touch one of them or to use one of them to like turn off the water noise or turn on or whatever i always tap it and go oh, crap I I do this every time the the kids are two and almost two and five years old. I still, every time tap to (laughs) tap to wake up these phones and forget that that doesn't work. I need to hit the home button like an animal.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things that you get used to incredibly quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I definitely use tap to wake.
1: Yeah. I'm a big fan. I love it. I think it's a great feature. Uh, I use it all the time, like all the time because I, for a couple of reasons, one, like I have my phone on my desk or whatever, or I have my phone in, I use the studio any material dock, but the, the, the actual stand up lightning one, right? Like not the, yeah, yeah, not the G yeah. charging one. Um, so my phone is like standing up in the dock a bunch, dock a bunch. So I can't use raise to wake if I just want to check something on the lock screen or whatever. So I'll just tap it and get that. But I use that all the time, like all the time. It's one of my favorite little features of the iPhone in the last few years. Yep. Matthias asks, this is a very philosophical question, how does Siri make you feel? (laughs) I've been having something I'm really frustrated about with Siri recently. The the Ahoy telephone feature. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I just can't get it to work. Same. When I want to use it, it doesn't work. Same. That's infuriating.
0: I could not agree with you more. And
1: this is even outside of my home, right? Because I know it's like a problem when you have a HomePod, right? Because or other devices around you because it's trying to like move it to a different device. So there might be one triggered in a different part of the house that you don't even know you've triggered. But like when I'm away from the home and trying to use it, like most of the time, it just doesn't even fire for me. And it's maddening. Yep, I couldn't
0: agree more. Uh, it's semi-consistent for me on my watch when I do like a raise my watch to my face and say it. My phone, my iPad, uh, I don't know, even know if the Mac uh, supports it, but and I don't usually try it anyway, but um, phone and iPad particularly very rarely does uh, Ahoy telephone work, and it is absolutely infuriating. On a more general note, uh, I mean, Siri's okay. I would say my success rate with Siri is something like 40 to 60%, which I know is a pretty big difference, but... I feel like a lot of times it just falls right on its face, but every once in a while I'll say something or like try to change what I'm saying mid sentence. Cause I'm trying to like reformat it for a computer and occasionally it'll come up with something that I was like, wow, huh? I really can't believe you got that. But more often than not, the results I get are not good. Uh, HomeKit, which I use Siri for a lot. And so maybe I'm blaming Siri for HomeKit problems ultimately, but HomeKit is like a very, rough go and just i don't know it's just frustrating like uh, i just want it to be better can we just make it better please
1: i find myself like frustrated with all of these voice assistants for more than very simple tasks yeah like the asking of questions is so i hate when i ask a question to siri that a google search will give me the answer that i want yeah (laughs) right so like, what did I, oh, I, we were, me and Nadina were like talking about uh Chinese new year mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. And we, we'd seen like a poster for us. We were kind of like talking about the different animals and stuff. And we wanted to find out what our year animals were. Mm-hmm. And I asked Siri, like Chinese year 1988. And it showed me a War from Alpha result with the population of China in 1988. Oh, that's useful. But when I typed in that exact thing to Google, it gave me the 100% what I wanted. (laughs) Wonderful. Ah, goodness. But anyway, that's delightful. Steve asks, what's the first alias that comes to mind when someone asks you your name and you absolutely do not want to give them your real name?
0: When is an occasion that this would happen?
1: I don't know. The only thing I could (laughs) think of was sometimes I just would give like a Starbucks barista a different name just for funsies and i would always use the name bruce because i just thought it was funny (laughs) bruce wayne (laughs) yeah and bruce banner oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i do you ever have these in situations no
0: not that i can think of i will say that if i am ever mistaken for a different name like you know oh i'm casey oh oh, yeah great to meet you chris and so chris is the one that usually comes up as like the oops name if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um but no, I, I can't think of an occasion, maybe Stee can write back and let us know, I can't think of an occasion wherein I would deliberately give a false name.
1: Brad the Champion has a couple of Instagram questions for us. One, what is your favorite Instagram account? Oof. So I have a struggle to this because like, I have lots of accounts that I really enjoy for various reasons. Either they're like, post really beautiful things or they're people that I'm really interested in. So I started to think about like, Non-stories, right? I was thinking about photos, just photos. What is one that I always really enjoy? Anthony from Queer Eye has one of my favorite Instagram accounts because he posts things like his images are usually really beautiful. They're like uh, typically, I guess, like photos that he's having taken of him in certain circumstances a lot of the time. Like they're like press shots that are just really nicely done photos. But the captions are always so funny. Like, he will have a picture of him where he looks like incredible. Like I've found one of him here where, uh, let me just, I'm going to actually, I want to find a good example of one. Uh, let me, let me see. Let me see. Let me see.
0: So, now you're stalling for time oh, trying okay. to find one and I'm stalling for time looking through my following list and seeing who I prefer.
1: <laughs> I'm going to put in an example in our show notes here, right? Uh, It is a picture of him where he's like been on some kind of photo shoot And he's in like a bathtub and he's got like a shower head and he's like spraying it on his face and the water coming out of his mouth. It's just like a really cool shot. But the caption says, could have sworn that bar of soap was a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) So he like is always making fun of himself for the, like in these scenarios. Like it's, I really, really enjoy, uh, I really enjoy Anthony's Instagram. Like it's, it's a very, very good account. Because um, he's always doing these like funny, I don't know, just so like, funny captions where he's typically being quite self deprecating. So it's good. Plus, I just love Queer Eye. Uh
0: Hmm. This is really tough. Um, so I don't know if I have a specific favorite, which is a total cop out, and I'm well aware of it. Uh, but I will mention a couple that jump to mind: uh, Safe Solvent, uh, Martin Reich typically does some really great not always but a lot of times does some really great drone photography which typically is him oh these aren't um, nice yeah um so he it's usually him like centered in frame often laying down looking like he's walking which sounds very peculiar and weird but it's actually very cool to see Um uh, but they're really really good drone pictures not exclusively but a lot of them um which i really enjoy um maybe i'll pick out one or two to put in the show notes and uh, because I'm me, uh, Old Cars of Richmond, which is uh, Richmond, Virginia, is in where I live. Uh, they, This is an individual that goes around in the area and just takes pictures of old cars. I dig that. Old cars in my area. Sounds good to me. It's a win win. Of course.
1: Cool. Yep. Old like you. Cars. Old like me. Cars
0: like I like. Richmond like mm-hmm. me. Yep. So there you go.
1: Brad also asks What is an example of the most do it for the gram moment you've ever had? Uh, one thing that I thought of with this. When I was in Romania over the summer, we found these weird Coke flavors, like super weird Coke flavors. And me and Adina bought them all to try them so we could um, put it on, our, on my Instagram. Okay. I,
0: I guess that's fair. I, I don't doubt that I have done something exclusively for the gram. I am not arguing that it has happened. No question. I can't think of anything offhand, though, that I would say was exclusively for the gram. And the closest I got was my perspective of Instagram stories, particularly, is that I don't typically put up my day to day. And I think that my day to day is not terribly interesting, to be honest with you. But if I'm, say, traveling, especially if I'm traveling to, say, Dub Dub, because that's what most of my audience, I think, is interested in. I'll typically get much more uh, verbose for lack of a better word. Uh, I'll share a lot more on Instagram, particularly stories. And so I think that there is some amount of performance to that. Uh, I don't personally think that it's interesting or in some ways appropriate for me to like Instagram every moment of Declan's fifth birthday vacation to Disney world. Like I definitely put some stuff on for sure, but. I don't know, like a family vacation to me is is for the family. It's not necessarily for the internet. And that's just the way I look at it. But <laughs> the trip to Dub Dub, not that it's for the internet, but in a way that's for the internet. And so I think that's probably what I would say about me. But I would be, I know, I'm, I'm going to regret this, but I'm curious to hear, listeners, if you think I've di- that, that you can think of a post or a story that was just done for the gram I would be curious to hear what you think. You know, something that I have done just exclusively for the gram. Because I asked Mike before the show, like, can you think of anything? And again, I'm not debating I've done it. I'm not trying to say.
1: I spent some time going through your Instagram to try and find something that seems like you staged for the Mm -hmm. gram. Mm -hmm. The best that I could come up with was you taking some photos that I... Would probably call like Instagram bait. I think you posted them knowing that you'd get a lot of likes. And The, the one thing that I would say is probably the most like this is when you went to that Apple event in New York.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll right? count that. So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah.
1: You posted a series of photos, which again, like, hilariously, in in a, in, a, in a an order that you were criticized for yes. by most people mm-hmm. around you, because even in that scenario, you posted the wrong image. <laughs> Uh, first uh, but that is probably the closest that I could come to in thinking about that so even then even, even in trying to do it for the gram you maybe did it wrong
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but i do think that's a good answer though i i I think that one definitely counts and that's exactly what i was talking about right like you know something where i think my audience would be they are there for that you know this is the content they've signed up for so
1: um, (laughs) that was good that was that was a nice little reference Mm, i enjoyed that uh so anyway for that because you know what casey you love to see it (laughs) you just love to see it you love to see
0: it